Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, thank you so much for rocking out with us. This is episode 101. There's a really interesting significance to the fact that this is 101 with the guests that I get to interview today, because the fact that I have, this is Robin Fuller, uh, the beautiful, talented Robin Fuller, as I've gotten to know her, uh, my first interaction with her was a friend of hers. You might have heard of her. She was Ma Clark. She was on an episode of the show. And, uh, of course, Ma was doing awesome HBO-type stuff and artworks and all that jazz. And then I met my friend of hers named Robin. And so I was just like, okay. so, And I think we may have started talking, really, because I think you mentioned, you know, you you had heard about, you know, we had interacted a bit during the podcast. I think what we really started interacting was through the bid draws that Mog started doing. Yes, yes, exactly. And so there was just that's this, when, uh, yeah. And so there's just this really cool chemistry that went along with it. And of course, you know, she talked about her her wonderful hubby and all that cool stuff, and <laughs> talked about being geeky and everything. And then yeah. I got to see a different side of Robin with 101 Tales because then we found out she's an app awesome storyteller as well. And so she's been working on a story and some different things. So I was just like, you know what? Uh, one of the one of the girls from uh, Here's My Opinion on episode 100 was talking about the, the audio mail that she left and was just like, man, she'd be great for her to be on the show. I was just like, we're already working on that. So here she is. And so uh, we get a chance to talk with Robin and uh, find out what yes. kind of thing she geeks out to and all that stuff. So the first things first, we always start out with the simplest thing. Not everybody is born on a planet full of awesome alien Saiyans that ends up crash landing on the planet. And then all of a sudden it's like they hit their head and they forget they're supposed to rule the world. You know, and at the same time- Really? I, I thought it was everybody. You know, I <laughs> wish if I could be a Saiyan, I would totally be a Saiyan, I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then not everybody is like the, you know, like uh, Lamont Lafay, you know, who's the, one of the smartest people in the Marvel Universe. Uh, and then mm -hmm. something like Double Dinosaur, who just happens to be called Double Dinosaur, which I just found out today is one of the top selling trades for Marvel. But yet they don't push that as well because really? they want to push stuff like Miss Marvel and oh, Captain yeah. Marvel yeah. and stuff like that. Yep. And I'm like, if yep. this little girl is outselling your big guns, mm -hmm. push the girl who's outselling them. Don't keep throwing the big yes. guns in my face. Yes, exactly. That makes oh, that makes girl logical. Yeah. Great book, yeah. you know, and uh, just it's, love it's, dinosaurs. Yeah, dinosaurs and a little eight-year-old girl who's smarter than ninety percent of people in the room. That works for me. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Um, we yeah we're we're gearing up to actually talk about in a future episode we're going to be talking about what can uh, American comic books learn from manga, and that's going to be a future episode of the show because manga apparently is just kicking the daylights out of American comics, has been for a bit. Yeah, I'm not surprised that that especially now, with uh with things that are going on in Marvel and DC that that people don't especially want to read because right. people bottom line everyone go most people will go to your comic to your uh, comic book store to be entertained yeah and when you're pushing other things people don't want that 
because right. then it seems like you're hammering them over the head and who wants that nobody nobody so nope. it's manga is just most most of the time and most of the stuff that uh gets brought here it's it's pure entertainment yeah. it's it's uh it's rapid fire you know a rapid fire uh action and all of that and people love that yeah so uh, of course yeah i watched the first few seconds of demon slayer mm -hmm. and i cried i'm talking about literally 10 seconds in the boy yeah. is carrying his sister and he's sitting there screaming mm -hmm. at the top of his lungs you're gonna be okay you're gonna be all right mm -hmm. i'm gonna find a way to save you you're gonna be okay. Big brother's not letting you down. I'm just like, oh my gosh, what? Like now, now I don't know why. What's happened that caused it? Yep. Because it's just a mm -hmm. shotgun start. Uh, yep. And it was just exactly. beautiful. But I was just like, uh, but anyway, I don't want to get into that necessarily there. But uh, so tell us about you. Tell us like stuff about where you grew up. Uh, anything you geeked out to as a kid? Stuff that you enjoyed? Okay. Different things like that. Okay, um, I was, I'm an Air Force brat. Okay. So I bounced around. Um, I think the longest I ever lived anywhere was Alaska. And that was uh, growing up. And that was uh, almost 10 years, about 10 years. They, we say kind of a joke that, uh, that the Air Force kind of forgot about us and just left us there for a while. Because right. usually 10 years is a long time if, if yeah. anyone doesn't know. That's a very long time to uh, st be stationed anywhere. Um, and I used to uh, 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 watch um, anime when it wasn't, you know, when it wasn't big. And that was uh, on Nickelodeon, you know, when Frag Rock and stuff like that. And I would also watch it because they'd also play, um, and I know most people are probably not going to know what these are, um, The Mysterious Cities of Gold, Bell and Sebastian, uh, uh -huh. Speed Racer, everyone will know. Yeah. Um, and I used to watch those. And those, uh, some of those were uh, Japanese and French or Japanese and, you know, other countries uh, merging together, but it was, you know, an anime uh, uh, story. Mm -hmm. And I used to watch those and to me, so to me, and then I moved into Robotech and all of that. So, and then when Robotech ended, um, we used to, me and my brothers uh, used to go and, uh, and uh, watch um, and find anime and video store and video, uh, you know, and video rental stores. And yeah. those usually were not uh, dubbed, those were subbed. Right. And so I, so it's a, that's another thing. Uh, so I've never had, since the time I was like 10, 12 years old, I've never had problems re uh, uh, reading subtitles and things because right. that's what I uh, grew up with. So to me, reading subtitles and watching, you know, that's why watching um, uh, foreign movies has been nothing to me because I, I grew up doing that. Mm -hmm. And so I would watch those. And um, it's, why I've, it's why I love Mecca. It's why uh, um, uh, uh, the, I guess a lot of the tropes of anime are very, I'm very used to. Right. Um, my brothers and I used to watch even uh, Russian animation and okay. stuff like that. So, you know, um, uh, uh, mocap, all of that. And it was, you know, it was, it wasn't as uh, sophisticated as it is now, but we were used to it. 
So I've grown up watching a lot of different of uh, 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 different animated styles, and yeah, it's um, uh, 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 I think um, my mom didn't know even know we were watching anime in a, a lot of different things yeah. because she just thought, oh, it's a cartoon, right. and she'd seen us watch uh, um, Robotop. Robotech. In fact, um, my mom bought the first, uh, uh, way before I a comic book, she bought the first Robotech comic book way back in the late 80s or something like that. Yeah. And just because she saw it and she went, oh, that's cool. And, and my mother liked uh, sci-fi. So before I ever bought a comic book, she did. And so, cool. yeah, so I'm, I'm used to that. And it's, yeah, to me, it's, you know, old hat. It's nothing. It's nothing different. Mm -hmm. And so, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, I've got questions. Mm -hmm. uh, now, you mentioned Robotech and stuff like that. Now, do you feel like when you were watching Robotech, did you appreciate the soap opera, the soap opera-ness of it? Um, I, did you ever think about I'm it like that? Sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. I think maybe on some level, because it's like uh, 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 Roy Foker and Claudia Grant were the first interracial couple I ever saw anywhere across right. the board. Right, I, I and, remember that specifically. And, and they treated uh, it as though it was a normal thing. They didn't make it a big deal. Yeah, of course, I think yeah. Star Trek had got it beforehand as far as, yes, as, as, far as television. Mm -hmm. But as far as animation goes, you really hadn't seen that, especially in anime. You really hadn't exactly. seen that before. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure because I don't know if I appreciate. It, it was. Di I, it might have been different for me in the sense of it being animation because I also watched um, a lot of British TV, and. I watched uh, Doctor Who, and I watched all of this because of my mother, because yeah. my mother was big into um, into British shows. Okay. And uh, she, so she loved Doctor Who, and we used to watch that on uh, PBS, and uh, that and other British shows. So yeah, they they can be definitely be very soapy, especially yeah. uh, 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 Eastenders and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I used to watch that. Yeah. Well, you uh, think of yeah. like. Even as far as, for example, you say, okay, well, Robotech to look at. Uh, and I think the reason why we don't necessarily put a connotation to soap opera, some of the anime we've watched, and I'm going to go, for example, from Gundam, because uh -huh. it wasn't until, you know, like you saw it on Toonami, where it was on a daily basis, where you started noticing, yeah. like, wait a minute, this is, this yeah. is like a soap opera with huge robots in it. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. This is crazy. You know, because my mom and them would be like, oh, what is, oh, it's just cartoons. You're grown. You should be watching this. I'm like, I tell you what, if Erica Kane had one of these, I'd watch your soap operas every day. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, let Victor let let Victor Newman show up from Young and the Restless with a mech talking about Victoria. Yes. <laughs> you know, be epic. Victoria's yeah. just sitting there going, Dad, you stepped on my car that you bought me. I can buy you another car. I'm in a mech. <laughs> Get in. <laughs> <laughs> now my aunt and uh, her daughter would look at this and would look at it and go, what is going on here? What happened to my soap opera? 
Exactly. It's like a mech. Robot thing he's in. Why is he in a robot? Yes. And I just mean you this soap opera just got better. Exactly. This just got better. So the volume beforehand was about at a two. They just threw that sucker wide open. It's like a 12 now. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Christoph's going to ask for your man hand in marriage. Then Christoph's going to have to fight me and win. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> Christoph shows up out of, a mech, out of the middle of his house. I'm like, you bring Victoria back to me. So you beat me in a battle, you rock. And then they just go at it for 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. He's crying. I married the strongest. Yeah, exactly. I'm a father. I choose who she marries. And she's like, but I'm a grown woman. I choose who I marry. And it's this crazy <laughs> tension. Yeah. <laughs> and somewhere in the background, her mother is like a diplomat of some secret secret government Ooh. agency. Yeah. And then yeah. like, he's like, Victor, you got to get out of there now. What are you talking about? I'm trying to defend my daughter's honor. And he's, he's all like, <laughs> You don't understand. His family is linked to the to the galactic galaxy fubs. And, you know, and they're gonna come and attack us if they see you battling him. And all of a sudden it's like there's not two mechs, now there's 24. He's all yeah. like yeah. lights up a sword and just like just, just cuts them all down. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. we just messed up young and the wrestlers for somebody <laughs> <laughs> and helped it for others. Yes, helped it for a lot of us. <laughs> oh, mom should not have let me watch stuff like that while I was drawing. <laughs> she had no idea. Okay, so we talk about these stories and stuff like that, and I'm going to work this out of my system. I swear, y'all, I am. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I made me laugh a few times at the point. So, <laughs> Okay. So we talked about Robotech. Did you ever watch an anime called Blue Sea? By the yes. yes. Okay. I did not know Blue Sea was a thing. I was in college and I was dating a girl at the time and they were summer school. And so okay. I met up with her at lunch and we sat down at eight and she was just like, I have this roommate. I was like, does the roommate have a name? She's like, my name is Anna. I'm like, okay. She's like, uh, there's a problem. Like, What's that? I have no idea what she's talking about to me. Like, what are you talking about? She keeps talking about Anna Mary and uh, and manga, manga, something. And it's like, okay, you mean manga and anime, baby? Go ahead. She's just like, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, you know what that is? It's like, baby, I have been re I, I have stuff on my shelves in the dorm. Like, that's why I go out to, uh, okay, I'm going to date myself a bit. On cue. Was an old school record store. It used to be out, oh. kids. <laughs> oh. They had records and CDs, and yeah. sometimes they carried books. And every now and then they would carry anime and manga. And if you bought anime from there, you had to be balling because you weren't getting out of there for a minimum of thirty dollars for most of it. Ooh, yeah. And if yeah. you bought manga, because this was in the world where we were still importing it in, it hadn't really blown up yeah. yet. And so stores were getting it in, but it was like very super expensive. It was like it wasn't yep. even like this is back when Viz was still doing Dragon Ball. Mm -hmm. You know, it hadn't hit Funimation, I don't think was a thing yet. Yeah. And so every now and then they would get like a Dragon Ball manga. Or they would have a, you know, and so I would see it just immediately, like how much money, how much work study do I have to do? Have yeah. extra money set aside each month so I can go out and buy this book. Yeah. <laughs> And so I was like, I understand what you're talking about. 
can you come during open dorms and just try to talk to her because I have no idea what's going on. And so we walked in and I'm like, well, hey, Anna, how's it going? She's like, oh, I'm okay. And she kind of had this Eeyore disposition. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, it was just very just, I'm all right. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I'm going to need to leave or whatever, because you're going to hang out with Carla and all this other stuff. That's fine. But like, actually, I was curious. If you didn't mind, tell me a little bit about Blue Seed. She's like, what? Blue Seed? You know what that is? I was like, yeah, I saw the manga the other day at Aung She's like, you know what manga is? <laughs> You're the first person that I've run into that knows what manga is. I'm like, I've been watching cartoons since I was able to, you know, watch TV. Mm -hmm. You know, and she just lit up. Like my roommate is sitting there going, I've never I haven't seen her smile in three weeks. Oh. And you walked in here literally two seconds later, and she's just just bouncing up and down. She's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And so of course for the next two hours. It's her telling me about every anime and manga that she's ever like. She's like, "There's gunsmith cats. There's this. There's that. There's this. There's you know, all this other stuff. There's these stories." I'm like, "Okay, I need to pump the brakes just a bit." I asked about Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hit me with all of it at once. I need something to talk about next week. <laughs> you know. It's, it's, I, I can sort of feel her pain because if I didn't have my brothers, I would no, would have had no one to talk about, to talk to about it. Yeah. See, here's the thing that's funny to me, like me growing up. Okay. So my Saturday mornings were literally Saturday morning cartoons. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dick Williams magic hour, which was a thing, a local thing in Memphis, Tennessee that they ran, they ran through the shelter station. Oh, and okay. then they would run the Mid-South Wrestling with Jerry Lawler. And then they do cowboy movies for about an hour to two hours. And then they do the kung fu flicks for the next two hours. Yeah. So yeah. I would watch the cowboy flicks with my uncle because my uncle loved the cowboy flicks. And then he watched the kung fu flicks with me because I love the kung fu flicks. And so yeah. my whole Saturday was just spent. I just, I, I didn't move. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I would just jam out, watch stuff. And every now and then, like something would do, like coming this Monday night. Uh, it's going to be the premiere of this new cartoon called Robotech. You mentioned Robotech. And they, for five nights, they ran the first episodes of Robotech. And then they would start coming on on Saturday mornings. And then eventually, like in Tennessee, they would start running them like every day after they got so much out. So I'm just okay. like, this is really cool. I love the Veritech planes. Uh -huh. you know, I just love the transforming thing. Of course, that was also around time Transformers was a big thing. Yes, and absolutely. And their illegitimate cousin GoBots, which <laughs> I still love, but I knew they weren't as good as the Transformers. Yeah, yeah. Um, my know, older brother liked GoBots. My older brother liked GoBots. Me and my younger brother were more Transformers people. Yeah. 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 We kind of we, we see, you know, it's kind of the difference between Zune and the MV3 player. Hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of people heard about Zoom because Microsoft was pushing that sucker hard, but yeah. everybody knew we were going to eventually go to MP3 players. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the co-pilots kind of like Zoom. You know? <laughs> they were there for a minute, and then they're kind of gone. And nobody's talking about making a remake of of Cobots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that. I think somebody. I heard somebody did say that, and I'm like, really? I, oh, okay, but. I don't know. I mean, to me, that's kind 
of like go saying you're going to do a remake of Silverhawks. And I'm like, does anybody know it? I would love that, but I'm not sure that other people would get down with it. Exactly. Like, you'd be able a whole bunch of people sitting there going like, what are the Silverhawks? Yes. Oh my gosh. If they said they were making a cartoon remake of Gravestar, I would go nuts. But a majority mm -hmm. of people would not understand that. No, because, no, they wouldn't. Gravestar. And then, of course, we live in a world now where it's like, oh my gosh, she's a Native American superhero who has the uh, speed of the speed of the chuma and yeah, hair yeah. and yeah. eyes of a hawk and ears of a wolf. That's culturally insensitive. We can't do that. Yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, sadly, that's the truth. Yeah. That would be considered problematic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. But it would be awesome. But other, yes. the rest of us would go, yeah, that's awesome. Bring it back. But yeah. Yeah. But I, I just don't know. Yeah. I remember growing up, one of the other animes that I didn't realize was an anime at the time was Muscles. Muscles. Oh. Muscles. Yeah. Hmm. And the toys, okay, so the toys were little clear trash cans, about yay big, and they had like 12 or 15 of these little pink wrestler people. Yes. And so you had a character, and there's a manga out. I didn't know there was a manga out for years. And there's a manga out where this main guy, I think his name is like Jesse Muscle, is like this, his dad was a wrestler, and so he wanted to honor his dad by becoming this wrestler. And so the whole story is about him trying to learn, and it's like, these wacky Crazy characters. I mean, we're talking about people like pyramid heads. Like their whole yeah, body yeah. is just a pyramid and like with arms and two legs. You know, yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. But yeah, that was an anime that was out for a while. I mean, oh, you know, I did but, not remember that one. Yeah, that's an old school anime that came out. And that was there. Of course, you had stuff like, uh, what was the, I think in Japan it was like Conan the Detective, but I think in America it was yes. something different. Yeah, I can't remember uh, what the Japanese name was, but yeah, yeah. You know, we Detective had Conan, that, yeah. of course. We had, um, yeah. Uh, was it Leo the White Lion? Yes. Okay. It so, was. Yeah, which is funny because a lot of people have said, you know, that uh, the people that created Lion King yes. were inspired by Leo the Lion. And I'm going, mm -hmm. great. Where's that credit, Disney? Why don't we have that? You know, like. <laughs> Yeah, they're not going to do that in any more than they'll they'll uh, 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 change um, uh, uh, the Little Mermaid to the ending that Hans Christian and Hans Christian Andersen did. Never. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, and that's a whole nother thing because now a bunch of people are going losing their minds over um, a bunch of people losing their minds over the fact that they're eliminating redheads out what? of stuff. Well, apparently, okay, so the new casting, I think it was yesterday, they cast the African-American woman as Cyclone for the new uh, the new Black Adam movie, which of course Cyclone oh, is a red-headed, yeah. freckle-faced character yeah. from the JSA. Yeah, uh, yeah. But beforehand, they talked about, like, okay, Jimmy Olsen and Supergirl became a black guy. Um, oh. And, uh, and, 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 and um, the only one who remained in like a comic book type movie thing that was redheaded still was Mira. The problem is she wasn't even played by a real redhead. She was played by Amber Heard. Yeah. And so, you know, but there are other characters that they've just slowly but surely taken out and replaced yep. with other people who aren't yep. redheads. Or it's just, 
It's like, you know. Oh, I had not heard that. There's just a, yeah, so apparently people are losing their minds. How about The Rock is basically recast. Yeah. Uh, all of the characters in it, because they're saying that they're no, they're no, all the characters are non-white now in the movie. Because, okay, oh. Hawkman's cast by a black guy. Cast oh. by a black guy. The Rock himself is half black, half Samoan. Yeah. Um, and you've got the girl that plays uh, Cyclone is now black. Oh, um, I did not know that. And so a lot of the characters in Black Adam are just are black. Yeah. <laughs> Which <laughs> losing their minds over. It's like, okay, so what if somebody cast, you know, Black Lightning as a white guy? I'm like, well... <laughs> I love Black Lightning. I love the TV series. And I see the point because I'm like, I don't think you can get away with that. No. Like, uh, there was a joke in a What The comic from years ago. What The was a comic that Marvel did was a humor I remember. comic. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did a whole thing where, like, they're having Avengers. They're at, they've just faced, like, Ultron or somebody. So they're all in Avengers mansion afterwards. And all of a sudden, Black Panther takes off his mask. He's a white guy. And they're all like, what? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. He's all like, what do you mean? I'm, I'm, they're white people in South Africa. You know? Yeah. And they're all like, but, but, but you have black in your name. It's like, well, Black Knight has black in his name. He's not black. Exactly. And they're like, yeah, but he's like English. And they're like, well, Black Widow has black in her name. She's not black, but she's a woman. And Steve's sitting there going, no wonder Falcon doesn't show up to these parties anymore. It's back in the day when Marvel made fun of themselves. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, huh. okay. So, this is us getting back on the interstate. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so one of the things I wanted to ask you about, mm-hmm. speaking of the cartoons and stuff like that, uh, you mentioned Speed Racer. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you a question because I know you probably remember the Wachowski brothers did their live action version of Speed Racer. Yes. Um, how do you feel about live action adaptations for some of this stuff? Uh, hmm. I think in some things it can be, it can work in the sense of, um, uh, what was it? Uh, I honestly think if it wasn't for people getting in such an uproar about, um, uh, uh, Ghost in the Shell, Ghost in the Shell works as a live action, uh, adaptation because, I mean, to me, it, 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 it borrowed so much and did so much. Well, no way. I can't remember when exactly uh, Ghost in the Shell was uh, uh, done. But it's, you know, so much like Blade Runner and all those uh, uh, sci-fi um, uh, dystopias and all of that, you know, uh, the nature of our identity and all of that. That work can work exceptionally well for a live action uh, movie. Something like, um, uh, 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 what was it, when Netflix did... Uh, oh my gosh, you're going to say Death Note, aren't you? No, I'm not. I wasn't. I was about to say Full Metal Alchemist. Full okay. Metal Alchemist, when, uh, and uh, this wasn't Netflix, but when, uh, I can't remember what Japanese uh, company did the live action version of uh, Attack on Titan. No, skip that. Do not do those. Just to me, it's know your uh, story, under know and understand your story, 
mm -hmm. and then see if that works for live action. To yeah. me, uh, doing uh, like Attack on Titan, I, I, I just went, why? Don't, don't even bother with this. I mean, you're in this uh, uh, fictional world. And then that got into a whole nother can of worms because everybody was like, uh, why are these actors Japanese when the, when the, uh, when the world it's, it is European, specifically German? The uh, Attack on Titan is uh, basing itself off of, its fantasy uh -huh. world off of, yeah. is, is more German. So that doesn't work for Attack on Titan, for uh, making a live action Attack on Titan. Right. And then I, then I saw, I only watched the uh, trailer for um, Full Metal Alchemist and I looked at it and I, and I went, this looks stupid. This looks ridiculous. I'm not watching this. And no, I'm, I mean, just uh, why waste my time? Because- I I'm, Yeah, I think I might've gotten 10 minutes into it. It was just like, <laughs> this is not Full Metal Alchemist. No. To me, I mean, just some things just work better in animated or in an animated form. And some things, like I said, like Ghosts in the Shell really can lend themselves well to live action. Because like I said, uh, it's just do Blade Runner. I mean, it's like Blade Runner. It's not hard. You can yeah. easily do, yeah, it's, that's, that can, you can easily do for a live action. But a lot of the things that they want to do for, uh, uh, live action, just skip it. Like I said, the thing is, know your story. And if your if if your story has elements or is based in a in or is heavily influenced in something that works better visually in anime animated, then stick with that. Okay. Because yeah. I mean, some things just aren't aren't we're not at that level. Yeah. And that makes sense. I think when you look at, for example, you know, because I keep saying Death Note because I got to the end of Death Note and wanted my time back. I couldn't get my time back. <laughs> That's at what all. everybody says. Yeah. I, I tried. I was like, if Willem Dafoe had not been in this movie, I, I think I would have. I think I would have wanted the Death Note to write myself in it. <laughs> like, I'm done. I'm finished. I don't yeah. need this anymore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I could. I don't know why I turned this on and said, "Watch it." I don't know. Yeah. yeah. To myself. That's what a lot of people tell me. It's a self-inflicted wound that I can't heal from. <laughs> yep. But I think another thing too, you mentioned when you said know your story, I think another thing is know your audience. Yeah, oh, that's true too, yes. Because if you're, if you're audience, okay. Nobody asked for a live action death note. Yep. That wasn't, because I think Viz had done one a few years ago. And Viz has worked out really well because they tried to keep it very tied to the books. Mm -hmm. So work for what like the characters look like the characters in a lot of ways. There's a lot of stuff acting like the characters. I got so mad when I watched the live action Death Note that Netflix did, and they had this guy that was playing uh, L, who yeah. was just so full of emotion. He got oh. angry at one point. He like grabs light. And he's all like, "I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna do it." What? Do that. L would not do that. I watched the whole anime series. L at no point wow. would get that excited. No. Or if he did, you would never see him get that excited. Yeah. You know, wow. Like, I did not know this. That's oh. not it. And it's and it's like and it's another one where I'm trying to think of the guy. I think it's the guy who played the main character in Get Out, who played L. 
Oh. And so if you've seen him act before, he's, he's, he's very, just, he's able to bring a lot of passion to this stuff, which is fine and great if you're doing anything else. Yeah. When you're playing L, it doesn't work because L's just literally sitting there giving you nothing. Yes, and that's the exactly. whole point. He's so calm and so chilled. Yes. You don't know where he is. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes him unsettling to everybody mm -hmm. else. Yes. Including light. Because light can't get under his under his, in his head, yes. To get him to reveal anything about himself. That's the whole. Mm -hmm. That's where that mental chest is coming in. Yep. You know, yep. Light's this very kind of tortured kid trying to figure out how to survive in a world with this newfound power. And there's mm -hmm. L, not giving him a thing. Yep. Exactly. And that was part exactly. of the story to me because it's like, so it's really more of a mental chess game between these two. Yes. It really That's exactly is. exactly what it is. And Light almost has to get, like, there are points where I felt like watching that anime where Light was underclassed. <laughs> like, if it hadn't been for him, uh, what's the name of the Shinigami that he had? Because I know uh, he had a different name. But I know if he didn't have him kind of going, like, you need to stop. You need mm -hmm. to quit. Like, you need, to, you need to do something different. This is not going to work well for you if you can yeah. get this bad. Like, he would be the one telling, like, dude, you're going too far with this. Mm -hmm. Like, stop. Why would the demon that feeds on death tell you this is too far to go? <laughs> when you're making him scared, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. That's just the thing. It's just like, you know, that's the beautiful thing about Death Note. That's the beautiful thing about the story. And that's the beautiful thing about knowing your audience is because when you're giving them something that when you're giving them what they want, they're going to retrieve it and get more of it. I mean, you look at, like, for example, uh, My Hero Academia. Yeah. Why does My Hero Academia work so well? You've got a proverbial underdog. Mm -hmm. You've got his, the, the, the one person that truly believes he has the heart of a hero. Mm -hmm. And then you've got this really incredible story of him climbing up the ranks mm -hmm. to get where he's going. Yeah, he's given this awesome power, but he has no idea how to control it. Yeah. So he uh, has to learn. My Hero Academia is a really good example of why um, character, in my mind, why character in a story matters more than plot. Yeah. Because My Hero Academia, My Hero Academia is very basic, so to speak, as far as plot goes. Yeah. And everybody has seen this story a million and one times. Especially if you watch anime. You've yep. seen this story a million and one times. You're watching it because you love the characters. That yeah. is why you're watching it. So, um, another reason, you mentioned that, and you mentioned character. Now, I think about, now, it's funny because my first time seeing that story where I recognized that's the story where it was, was Rocky. Oh, yeah. Okay. There were the Rocky movies. Uh, yeah. The idea of the guy who nobody believed in except that one or, one or two people that really believe in you. Yes. And kind of the same way. And then you look at Midoriya, you get the same thing. Another another fun fact about My Hero Academia, and I think one of the reasons, you know, we were talking earlier about why, you know, before we got started, we were talking about why manga seems to be doing a lot better than American comics. You can get these at Walmart. Yeah. Yes, that's true. I had you know, I forgot that you're right. You know, uh -huh. and I think and, you know they don't have whole entire shelf space where they have every run of them. They don't have a whole run of them, but mm -hmm. 
But I'm pretty sure if you go to their website, I'm pretty sure you can order every other mm-hmm. volume. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things about American comics that has to happen beyond just the little hard rack shelf mm-hmm. uh, where you go and get, if you go to get the Magic the Gathering and your Yu-Gi-Oh and your Pokemon card, you know, and then in one little section you have some books that are pressed together wrapped in a deal yeah. and half the time, like half the covers are smashed, you know, yeah. something like that and everything. So it's not, and they're definitely not valuable once you get them out of the package. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is yeah. to come up with a way to get comic books, not young adult books, but comic right. books in the hands of people that into your casual fans. Uh, it's yes. one thing to it's one thing when you have a comic book store that either you can go into or you can you know shop at if you shop with them online, for example. Um, that you because they know who you are, you know who they are, they know what you like. Yeah. So there are certain things they're going to say, well, hey, I know you've been following this series. Why don't you go check this thing out? Well, the most casual people aren't going to know that. They're like, okay, what, what movies have I seen? I saw that Superman movie. I know who Batman is. I know who Wonder Woman is. I know who the X-Men are, kind of. I know who the Avengers are because of the movies. Yep. And things like that. And so, again, I want to go back to that point you said earlier about the fact that you know, it's, it's character sometimes is just as important, if not more so important, the plot is. Yeah. Because the plot just says this is this is how I'm getting from point A to point B. Yes. Yes. But the character is what's gonna keep me on that journey. Exactly. Exactly. You will stick with a, a you will stick with a um a, a a basic uh I don't know little red riding hood. You, you would stick with a little red riding hood story if the characters were interesting yeah. and engaging, it wouldn't matter to you what the story was. It's like um, the first time I ever saw uh, Berserk, mm-hmm. and I mean the original Berserk, not the uh, 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 remake. Yeah. And Berserk and, uh, what is it? Uh, Samurai X, uh, Trust and Betrayal are my two favorite anime ever. Okay. And the first time I ever saw Berserk, I watched it all and then got to the incomplete ending, which was still it. And I was watching it with my younger brother and my jaw was on the floor. (laughs) And it wasn't because, and I told him uh, afterwards how incredible it was to me. And I told him the reason why it was so incredible because after going through all of this story with these people, uh-huh. It's like, and I told him, I knew that Griffith, I knew who Griffith was and what he was willing to do to get to the top, but I didn't know he would go that far. It's oh, like, wow. um, it's like the line in, um, in Kill Bill 2, episode 2, uh-huh. where she says, uh, 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 I knew, says something basically like, I knew you would do that to people, do that, but I did never knew you would do that to me. Yeah. And that was the thing for me. I was so invested in these characters and in these people that I was going through it with them. Yeah, I got and you. And so to me, when he did, when when everything that goes down, goes down, I, it was like he did it to me. Griffith did it to me. And I was like, I was with you, dude. Yeah. How could you do this to me? I would, I would have, I, 
I was down for, I was with you. And then you turn and stab me in the back like this. Yeah. And that's why, that's, that's why to me, like I said, it's still to me the, my favorite anime. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of anime, of course, since then, and a lot of it's been, you know, incredible and uh, great, but nothing has quite done that to me. Even though, like I said, I, they've been great and I've been following the characters, enjoying them, mm-hmm. but it's, yeah, it's like, it's like that one part, you meet that one person who you so believed in and then they stab you in the back like that and then everything else is anything else is like you're not gonna be quite that um you're not gonna quite let your guard down like that right again and Mm -hmm. so that's uh that's the power of a well-written character yeah and so that in spite of the fact that the plot in that series didn't go on in that original series for Berserk didn't go on. And to me, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Well, of course I wanted it to, but I'm saying it. what was important to me was the characters. So the plot was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I thought about Desert Punk. Um, okay. I watched, I watched the I remember that. Desert Punk and there was a point, you know, because the main character is this one little guy, you know, he's kind of, he's a bit lecherous, yeah, uh, yeah. sometimes much to his own, uh, and, and the thing about it that I love is that it didn't make him endearing. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you, you have certain things, like, you, you see James Bond, for example, you know, mm-hmm. James Bond's lecherous, but he's also handsome, wears a three-piece suit, and owns, you know, Aston Martin, you see? Yeah, yeah. So you kind of ignore the fact that he's a bit of a man whore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas with this main character, he was lecherous and people didn't like him for it. Mm. Like he was very much, you know, he was kind of the geek who knew how to do that one thing really well, and that yeah. was to pick up bounties. But he didn't always have the best equipment. He didn't always have the best thing. So you're following this guy. You're you're still kind of rooting for him. And then halfway through the series, he just turns hard the other way. And it's just like, well, the guy who was the main bad guy, yeah, he paid me more money. Mm. And so now, like, these kind of side characters, this one little girl that he saves in the first episode, and this other side character have to become the main characters, and they have to stop the guy who's established himself as the best bounty hunter in this region. Mm-hmm. So it's a twist because it's like, wait, what? Wait, I was yeah, but you were, you, yeah. I'm, I'm running around like Obi Wan Kenobi at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith. I'm sitting there like, yeah. you were the chosen one. You were supposed to bring balance. Man. Yeah, yeah. Why are yeah. you the bad guy now? Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so it, man, oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, character, like, like character plays a lot into it because you can i've seen things too um the reason why and i'm going to use another thing for an example here i hope they never make a manga or anime of this because they don't need to because it's perfect as it is the reason why the movie trained basan worked so well for me Mm -hmm. was because it had a lot of impactful characters that were going through a lot of stuff oh yeah yeah yet the main bad guy 
was the government that ended up letting this virus out that basically turned everybody into zombies on a train. Yep, yep. <laughs> Stuff that they could have put things in order to stop certain things from happening beforehand, but because they were acting slowly, they didn't. So then it's, it, it feels yeah. like I'm talking about today. But anyway, it, it feels like they just ended up doing things. And then I think, you know, you got a train going to Basan full yep. of zombies. Yep. The thing that you didn't want to go anywhere else and contain it in one place, you just let it go down the tracks. And now you've got all these people that are trying to survive on this train and different train stops and trying to save other humans that are still left that are uninfected and all this other crazy stuff. Meanwhile, you've got this other story about this father and daughter, the daughter who up to this point really didn't believe in her dad. Nope. She didn't even like she wanted to be with her mom because her mom was there for her. He was exactly. worked. Yeah. Yeah. He worked all the time. Mm-hmm. And then during the story, you get this just you get this beautiful love story between a father and a daughter. And I say mm-hmm. love between a father as in as in what it should be. A father loving his daughter, daughter yeah. loving his loving her father in the midst of a zombie thing. Yeah. Now take that same idea and put it in a Walking Dead TV show. And I'm just like, I don't care about these people. Yeah. I don't care about, I mean, the only thing I know about is there's Rick and there's Carl and, and how many <laughs> different ways Rick can say Carl's name. I'm like, you know, and, and there's Daryl and there's the one awesome chick, Michelle, is it Michelle? Michonne. Michelle. Michonne, who, you know, had the first time you see her, she had the zombies, you know, tied up yep. by the neck. But here's the thing. People at work were just like, I don't understand how you can't enjoy Walking Dead. I was like, because I read the comics. Yeah. That's the other thing. I cared about these people in the comics because they gave me reason to care about these people. Yes. Yo, it felt like it was just, okay, we got to get to the next thing. Mm -hmm. thing. And that's that plot driven idea. Yeah. Where it's, it's, you know, I I don't have time to get to know Daryl to care about why I care about Daryl. I don't have time to really know about, you know, and that's just yeah. the reality of it. Whereas in less than, you know, a little bit over one episode of Walking Dead, the TV show, I cared about this dude and his daughter. I cared about these other people that were trying to survive together. I cared about the the uh, husband. There was a husband and wife on the train. And the wife was pregnant. Yeah. And so yeah. this really Absolutely. touching scene where the dad of this old girl says, you know, I hope you, whether you have a son or a daughter, I hope you let them know how proud you are of them every day. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, you'll miss those moments. Yeah. yeah. And his daughter's sitting there looking at him, and she's just tearing up. She's hugging her dad. And he's just like, I'm so sorry I wasn't there. Yeah. As much as I should have been. She's like, yes! This is yeah. the kind of stuff I need! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes! Exactly. I these type of things. I need to see these. And so that's the thing. If you compare the two, it's like okay, Walking Dead had a lot more time to establish these characters in ways I would, mm-hmm. I would, my heart would care for who they were, yes, they and I want to see their journey. But because mm-hmm. it literally felt like okay, this is person A, this is person B, this is person C, this is person yeah. D, and it added these mm-hmm. people. Okay, these people are gone this week. We've replaced them basically with the same people with just different faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard from a lot of people that it was just, uh, it just was like, especially with uh, Daryl and Michonne, it just about the cool people, you know, letting the cool people do cool stuff yeah. and that's it. 
like kind of like and i don't mean this in a um because video games can be great but this it's kind of like a video game in a bad way yeah in the sense of it's the cool action scene you know and that's it and the rest of the story doesn't matter you know? yeah who cares and, and and i feel like a lot of that goes into it and, and it really it, like i said plots are plots there, yeah um i've heard it said many times every story every story that ever needs to be told has been told yes what makes a story great is how you tell it yes absolutely you know absolutely and so and yeah. and to me yeah that's why characters characters to me are how you tell it how you tell it in your way it might not be you know the most um uh i guess original but just if if you have characters that i can invest in then it that's all that matters mm -hmm. yeah and i mean so, that's yeah. The, yeah and you think about okay um i'm trying to think of an anime character that i really love that's that and, and and I say anime manga, the mangas are kind of short and sweet, but like Afro Samurai. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the reason I love Afro Samurai, first off, uh, everything, if you think about the idea that like, uh, how they put this thing together, because originally it was, I think they only had one or two volumes of a manga. Yes. That existed primarily yes. in Korea. Yeah. Uh, hadn't really gone worldwide yet. RZA, of the mm -hmm. Wu-Tang Clan was yep. in like Taipei. And like, as he was flying, as he was getting ready to go on a plane, like he stopped by a record store on the way to the thing because he had heard this music playing outside the record store. Mm -hmm. And so he told the cab driver, stop. He went in the store, he's like, what was that playing? He goes, oh, it's this, it's this soundtrack from this guy who's written this series called Afro Samurai. He's like, Wait, so there's a book that goes with this? Is this a movie? Is this the book's right over there? He's like, how much is the soundtrack? He goes, I, it's, it's my only copy. I got it from him at a, at a meet and greet at a con somewhere. He goes, I'll tell you what. He says, you give me the value of that record to you. I'll buy that in the book. I'll get the book. You tell me how much that record's worth. I'll buy that record. Because it gets back in his cab with this. He didn't say how much the guy charged him. Gets back in the cab, gets back on the plane, gets back home, puts the record immediately on his record player, starts playing the record, and starts reading the one volume of manga that got. Mm -hmm. He starts making a bunch of phone calls. Yeah, yeah. They find the guy who wrote the stuff. He was just like, listen, I want to help you produce this anime. And I'm like, anime? I, I haven't even thought about doing an animated issue. This is stuff I was doing in my, in my college newspaper. I was just yeah. telling these little stories of a, of, a, of a number one headband, and it was this kid with an afro called Love Culture. Said, okay, okay, okay. Let's start working that out. And he says, well, yeah, but the only person I can ever see doing it would be like somebody like Sam Jackson. How can we ever make that happen? This is like, I know some people. Yeah. He called Sam Jackson's people. Sam Jackson called him back. He sent him the manga that he had purchased. And then, like, Sam Jackson's just like, yeah, when do we start? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> but it was all these little tales. And then when they started forming the story, and one of the DVD, DVD uh, special features they were talking about, they started forming the story. Like, 
Sam Jackson gets on a plane and goes to where this guy lives. RZA is on a plane at the same at the same time, different plane. Yeah. Both flying to this guy's at the same time. They both find each other and him together, yeah. and they're all like, "Hey, I didn't know you were flying here." It's like, "Yeah, I heard. I saw something on um, I saw something on social media saying you were getting on a plane to go meet this guy. So I figured, well, I needed to come meet him too." <laughs> and so I just literally started. So you imagine you're the guy that creates this, mm-hmm. and you're in a room with Sam Jackson and RZA. Yeah. And you're creating this thing that literally, like, the other thing about it, too, was RZA had seen the toy. Because apparently there was a toy of Afro Samurai, too. And he also bought that from the guy. And so he just literally threw the toy down. He threw the record down. He threw the thing. And the guy was like, wait, where'd you get that record? It was like, I was at a store in Taipei. I was passing a record store in Taipei. And I saw, he said, you realize all the made? I only printed like 500 copies of that record, right? He's like, Oh, okay. He said, how much did you pay the guy? And he told him, it's just like, wow. If I had known you needed the record that bad, you could have just bought it from me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. So that's how they formed the story. But the interesting thing was they were talking about this idea that it's like, it wasn't enough that Afro had to start. Because originally the story was that Afro started at the bottom and went through everybody Mm-hmm. to get to the number two headband because in the story the only way you can challenge to the number one is to take is the only way you can challenge the number one is to take out the number two and they're like no we need the bad guy to give him the number two headband mm-hmm. at the very beginning of the story yeah because now he has hope that he can eventually fight to the point where he can take the number one mm-hmm. but he also doesn't understand he has to protect the number two yeah while he's having to learn all this stuff. So it becomes this ingrained thing of hope and tragedy all in the same thing, all in the same character. And so, yeah, it was beautiful just thinking about the story and the character moments. Like, yeah. Afro doesn't say a whole lot. Yeah. You know, Afro's kind of like, they, they said they wanted him to be like a, bit, a mix between Charles Bronson and Clint Eastwood. Yeah. He just he didn't say a whole lot. He said what he needed to say and he got out just as quick. Now, he was a guy of action. He primarily spoke mm-hmm. through the language of death, as they call it. Mm-hmm. And then you got Rizza, and the next thing you know, Rizza's back home and he's doing the music for this. Yeah. And they're in a sound studio while Sam Jackson's recording the audio. Mm-hmm. And then they got in Kelly Who and they got all these other people. Yeah. And they just built this beautiful Americanized anime. And then I think Biz or somebody else is like, so can we get the rights to do the manga of this? Yeah. He's like, well, I've only got this and then the stack of papers and all this, but we'll figure it out. It was that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think there's three or four volumes of the manga now because of that little chance thing and how strong Rizza resonated with a character that he had yes. never, he had just met yep. through a song. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, now speaking of characters, man, we can get into this for a long period of time, but you are also creating worlds and creating characters of your own. So yeah. I'd like for you to share about some of that experience. Um, as far as uh, Imani goes, and I- I'll tell you, um, <clears throat> Tafari, her cat, came first. Okay. Because I've always loved big cats. 
Battle Cat and He-Man. Battle Cat's and, awesome. And um, uh, 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 Yoshitaka Mano uh, did um, a book called Hero. And uh, he had a, uh, his main character uh, also had a, um, a mechanical cat. Well, you know, uh, it's the whole mecha um, thing. That's a part of it. And um, and he has a cat, not me loving Amano's uh, work and me loving uh, fighting cats. So Tafari came first. And then I just, you know, it, the idea of a, um, of a female bodyguard mm-hmm. also came to me and that was inspired by, and no, it was inspired by an anime um, called Moribito, which came on uh, uh, Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't think it did what, that well on Adult Swim. And um, it was about a, a female bodyguard named Bolsa. And I love the fact that it was um, just, it was her and this kid. And it was, it, it was a job for her at first. And then it, of course it becomes more as, you know, they, uh, as they uh, journey together. And I just like that fact of this woman who isn't, um, she's not the, uh, the, uh, the, the stereotype of, you know, the woman who can uh, do everything, you mm-hmm. know, kick everybody's butt. Right. It's not, she's a normal person, but she just happens to be, she just happens to be a good at her uh, job. That's it. It's an, and, I and I like that, and I wanted to do more, and I like that whole concept of not being the uh, 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 the stereotype, stereotypical uh, action uh, female. Right. And I wanted, and I and I like that. And then um, uh, I had done, as I was uh, telling uh, uh, on, that I had done a. Um, uh, what was it? A uh, you know, twenty three and Me. It's like an ancestry.com. Yeah. And uh, and I got my test uh, back. Me and my husband did it, and we, um, I got my test back. And I found out that the only um, uh, blood that I don't have is um, South American. But, oh. but I have a I have, yeah. I my my people are from everywhere. Apparently. Right. 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 And. Um, one of them was, uh, the majority was uh, West African, but there's also, I also have Indonesian and Thai. Hmm. And that was, and that was a, an interesting um, mashup, so to speak. Yeah. And I was thinking, what would it look like if you could meld those two together, those two cultures together? And um, I'd also seen uh, on, draw uh deja thoris okay and in hearing her talk about not about the character so much but about her um what she was feeling and dealing with as she was uh doing that character really made me think huh you she's somebody who really thinks about you know what she's uh, uh getting into yeah and i was thinking she would be really good to uh to draw imani and I like her, her artwork is beautiful. And I just thought, she, I think she could do a really uh, thoughtful one. 
And okay. so uh, I was just, these are just ideas floating around. Mm -hmm. And um, then uh, 101 Tales came up and um, she and Mel were getting more and more involved in that. And as she was finishing Imani, she was like, hey, you're telling me all these uh, things about her. And she said, why don't you, you know, get involved writing a, writing a story? And, uh, you know, can, so you can be a part of it. And yeah. I was like, you know, that's that sounds great. But inward, I was like, uh, I <laughs> haven't got a story yet. I just have ideas. I got ideas. I haven't written down anything. Yes, yes. So I was like, okay, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know how to make this into a story. Even though I love writing, I just haven't finished anything. Yeah. And so I was, uh, I, it just came to me um, one time that I'd like to do a story that's kind of like um, uh, 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 Rashomon. And that's a mystery. It's just set in the feudal Japan. It's a mystery, uh -huh. though. And I and I love that because I also love mysteries. And it's it's not a whodunit so much as well. It is a whodunit, and it's but it's, it becomes more of a why. Mm -hmm. And I really love that, and especially what it was saying about people at the end of it. What it was saying about people. And so that was something I, another idea that popped in. And so I just started writing it. And I don't know how much I got of the uh, mystery in it, but it got a little bit of it in the end. And it just, more parts of it, as I was writing it, I was realizing, as probably a lot of other writers do, that there were there were things that I couldn't do in it in this one particular story because every story's got to have an ending, like uh, every story wants to have an ending, like Neil Gaiman says. But there were other things, other offshoots, things that were talked about that uh -huh. I also wanted to uh, to look into, but I just right. couldn't get in 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 this story. So now it's more about. Now that that's finished, I'm, it's got me thinking about other things. Mm -hmm. Why certain things are, are the way they are and what else I could say, you know? Yeah. So that's how that came about, yeah. Okay. Well, one thing I know for me, uh, something that I do, and this is maybe be a suggestion to you as well. Um, if you take one piece of paper mm -hmm. and you say you have a circle, a circle, and a line in between. Mm -hmm. And the line in between, just write how we get there. Mm -hmm. Yes. You write the beginning of it. Like, you know, it was a dark, stormy night. Yeah. There was lightning all around. Yeah. The the bunny rabbits were eating the people in a village. Yeah. yeah. And then you go to that other circle at the other end, and you say, the dragon was slain. The village was saved. Yeah. And the maiden walked out of the village with her flaming sword and walked into a blazer new path. Mm. Mm. And so now you've got the beginning of the story, you've got the end established. 
Okay. Yeah. part is trying to figure out how you got from here yep. there. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Because then you can plot all that out. Mm -hmm. You know, and then build your character. Okay, well, what kind of? Because the first question is always going to be the what, when, where, and how, why. You know, what kind of character is she? What kind of things does she do? Why does she do the things that she does? That gets more of the motivation. You know, how does she afford to do this? Is she mm -hmm. a Peter Parker type? Is she just trying to string along enough resources to get by? Yeah. Is she somebody like Tony Stark who has a vast amount of resources? And just all she mm -hmm. has to do is call a bit of favor and she's got it all. You know, and the, the, you know, those journalistic questions and how yeah. you build, you know, of course, you build your characters that way. One mm -hmm. thing with Santa, I, I'm gonna show Robin a secret thing. Mm -hmm. Um and, and because you're not gonna necessarily know what y'all won't necessarily know what I'm talking about, but she'll see it and she gets to react. So, ooh, ooh, I you, like that. You probably know what that's going towards there here by the end of the month. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. So, that's about as naughty as I could get on it. Like, I'm not a type of person when you say naughty Santa. I'm not the type of person to be like, Whoa, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you I already had Mario Lopez playing Colonel Sanders in a movie. I can't yeah. top that. <laughs> Uh, AC Slater is your it was AC Sanders is Colonel Sanders, man. I I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. So, you know, just just a little just a little taste. Mm -hmm. little taste. Okay. And Mog was like, you know, are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna color that? Are you gonna make that a print? Or I was like, I'm gonna color it later. I don't know that I have the time because I'm working on a print for somebody. I'm working on a, something for somebody else as well. Somebody commissioned me out for a piece. So I'm finishing that piece up to hopefully have that out by the end of the year. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've got that going. So I've got another piece in mind other than that one, but um, it's going to be interesting to say the least. Okay. Um, so yeah, it continues Santa's story. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I always get to wonder what we're talking about. You won't <laughs> yeah. know till it hits. That's the fun part. That's where we create the mystery. Yeah. Santa Claus. <laughs> it's more than just coming down people's chimneys, folks. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Robin, I have, I have. first of all, I've enjoyed this. I, yeah, I this enjoy engaging fun. with you anytime I get the chance to, whether it be through different things or whatever. But I, it, this is awesome. This is really neat. Yeah, uh, this has been fun. This is fun. I, I'm glad. That's the thing, too. I want to say thank you for the bottom of my heart for that. Because one of the things you said was, in your message to us was, is that you were like, well, you know, it's it's a format that allows people to just kind of talk and engage. Mm. And I really appreciate the free flowedness of it. And yeah. so, you know, it's, it's, I, I had somebody ask me one day, well, you just do this, 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 and this. And I was like, well, that's true. But that's because this, 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 and this works. Mm -hmm. Like, if I feel the need to change it up or if somebody while I'm interviewing me says, you know, well, I really would rather just do this. Okay, that's why I do all those hash out things beforehand. That way mm -hmm. I kind of get an idea. Well, I really don't want to talk about my origins. Okay, that's fine. We can move on to this. <laughs> you just go straight into this stuff. You know, <laughs> I like it how it just flows. I like I'm it. I'm like just water, flow. man. I will flow and bounce however I need to in order to make it work. Yeah. 
it makes it more interesting. Yeah. I think so. I think yeah. so. And I mean, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts too. And it's just like, okay, I'm not super, I could be over the top, but I would get annoyed by me doing it if I was just like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, hello, welcome to the, you know, and then yeah. I have moments where I'm like that. You listen to the last, it's just the hundred, the hundredth episode. Yeah. We, we have some goofiness. Yeah. We just do. Maybe a reference of cooking on one part of it, and maybe a reference of a wrestling ring on another. You'll have to go check that out mm-hmm. if you missed it. But uh, Robin, just um, okay. So we've talked about story, we've talked about anime, we've talked a lot about manga uh, and things like that. One question I want to ask to kind of wrap this up here. Now you've got this story. Now where do you see the story eventually going? Do you feel like you're going to self-publish it? Do you feel like it's something you want to turn into more of a comic book? You want to do more of a book where it has like a like because I know there's people who will write books and then they have pictures in it of different things. Yeah, sometimes. Um, I I really haven't thought that far, but if anything, it would probably be a a, a book. Okay. Or yeah, or or maybe and in a series of anthologies or something. I don't know. I think it would be more in novel form. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I can see that too because I can see where I know on you know you work with on and you know on can do that and there'll be certain pictures for example that she'll draw and maybe then they'll be inserted into the book as like little visual guides to kind of cue people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I don't know. I think that's just how I see it right now. I don't see it as the as the uh, uh, serialized artwork. Maybe, like you said, just uh, uh, an illustration here or there, or, you know, something like yeah. that. But it's not, you know, the main thing. So, yeah, I think I see it more from that perspective. Okay. All right. Well, um, I want to ask this question to kind of wrap us up completely. Uh, so we're in the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And I like to try to ask holiday-related questions. Okay. I'm going to kind of do a bit of a rapid fire holiday question. Okay. The first question is, what is something that you have enjoyed eating during the holidays? Ham. Ham. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with ham. Yeah. I like ham. Uh, I saw a recipe the other day where somebody did like this crazy like spiral. It's like a mix between like honey mustard and like brown sugar. Yes. And they like did this basting of it and they put it in the grill and it was super juicy, but it was also like all have all of the seasoning in there and all that crazy. Yeah, stuff. I like cola, uh, uh, br- uh, um, marinated in uh, cola is one, and yeah, uh, maple, maple and brown sugar, love it. Mm-hmm. Those are my two. Okay, every dessert. Tiramisu. Tiramisu. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. That, I do. I haven't had it in a long time, but that is a really wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. It is. And I hate coffee. <laughs> but I love tiramisu. <laughs> okay. Um, favorite drink to drink during the New Year? So like your New Year's Eve Ooh. type celebration. Mm. Uh, Malibu rum and, and uh, pineapple. Okay. I'm more of a sparkling grape juice guy myself, but I think okay. that's partly because 
growing up, you know, my mom and my aunt, and then we'd always go over to their place for New Year's Eve, and so they would have that little selection of drinks and stuff. Yes. And we'd, always have the, we'd always have either the, 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 um, the bubbly apple cider, or we'd have... Uh, Martinelli's, yes. Yeah, I would definitely be that. drinking Martinelli's. Or yes. we had the, uh, the sparkling grape juice. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just I just love the flavors of those. Yes. I'm not a big... I just I can't stand the taste of alcohol. Neither can world. I. So yeah. it's just like nah. So yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So favorite Christmas present you received as a child? Um Do uh, you remember Rainbow Bright? Rainbow Bright's a uh, horse. Rainbow Bright's horse. Uh, I don't yes. remember the horse. I remember Rainbow Bright herself. I don't remember. But you know what? That's what Google's for. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, but look it up. By yeah. the way, you were mentioning Ghost in the Shell. It came out in 2017. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a little fact there. For the continuity kids, try to do it when we can. Okay, Rainbow yeah. Bright. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, wow, the-, the first as soon as I did the apostrophe S, it was like Rainbow Bright's horse. Oh, yeah, there you Starlight. go. Starlight. Starlight. That's it. That's it. They okay. say every girl, uh, almost every girl, goes through a horse phase. I definitely had a horse phase. Okay, I think my favorite Christmas present that I ever got, like just the silly toy thing, mm-hmm. uh, my mother got me a He-Man action figure. Oh, okay. And. Um, I was just like, yes. Yeah. And I was just running around. And my mom was like, you know, you have other gifts. You know, I don't care. I got a man. I'm out the universe. I, 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 used to steal, I used to steal my older brother's battle cat. <laughs> <laughs> did he have, okay, did he have, I think it was, was it Panthera? Yeah. Was that the, Panthera was the Skeletor's uh, ass. Yes. And so did, he, so, did he have Panthera as well? I don't think he did, no. Okay, you know they re-released Battle Cat. You can get Battle Cat at Walmart now. Really? I yeah, didn't know they that. They re okay, so they re-released the Master Universe figures. So they've got uh, He-Man. They've got um, I mean, He-Man, Evil In, Battle Arms, Man of Arms, not Battle Arms, Man of Arms, Skeletor, Tila, and I think that's it. I think that's them. That's probably it. But then they also have Battle Cat. So I did not know that. Yeah, they really they're like 15 bucks a pop though. So I mean okay. you, you, I mean, you know, depending on depending on where your budget is, you know, <laughs> you yeah. might buy one or two of them. I don't know. Yeah, I, might- I kind of I kind of uh, uh uh splurged and got uh the Mandalo- the deluxe Mandalorian and uh and 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 uh, baby Yoda. Ooh uh, from Sideshow. Cause I love. Oh, Sideshow show collectible. So you got the lifelike yes. uh, Grogu. Yes, I know. Oh. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's that's trippy. That's trippy. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I saw somebody do a box opening of that figure, and I was just like, yeah. WWE since they're done by Mattel. Uh, they are created their own line of Masters Universe figures. Well, oh, oh. So they have like Roman Reigns, but he's in the garb of like a member of the He-Man and all that. 
And then, you know, Roman Reigns, Rey Mysterio, it just released a Mr. T. Oh. Um, really? So, interesting stuff there, yeah. So, Christmas present, okay, for as a kid. Every Christmas present you've gotten as an adult. Um. Hmm. Besides Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't come yet. Fuck that for myself, okay? Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you can buy yourself Christmas presents, it's fine. Uh, one of one of them is also a sideshow, and uh, it's um, uh, uh, Hoth Princess Leia. Oh, okay. Because uh, Princess Leia is the only um, Star Wars toy. Uh, uh, I cared more about getting a Han Solo toy as a kid. Okay. And but my uh, mom, she was like, "No, you're also going to get a girl." And I love Leia, don't get me wrong. So right. I got Hoth, so my parents got me Hoth Leia. There you go. And uh, so um, last year, Zach got me uh, Hoth Leia, but he got his sideshow. So I was like, yeah. yeah, I like that. I have a friend of mine who still owns the old school Millennium Falcon. Ooh, nice. From the old 70s model, old Millennium Falcon toy that they came out with for the first original Star Wars stuff. Ooh. And I... I like was talking to him one day. I was just like, you realize you could sell that and probably make some decent money off of them. I mean, depending yeah. on the condition. So I'm not going to say yeah. you're going to get rich off of it, but I mean, you can make some decent money. Like, yeah, if I wanted to do that, I would consider it, but I really don't want to get rid of it. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, okay, no, that's your prerogative. You have every right to not get rid of any of it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, uh, okay, favorite gift you've given as a Christmas gift? Hmm. Hmm. Favorite gift I've given. <laughs> I think uh, this is really simple, but the, but considering that my dad is very hard to uh, uh, get anything for, it was just simply a uh, a, a gift card for, at a comic book store, and watching his eyes light up as he ran around and grabbed book comics. <laughs> Awesome. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And last question on the Christmas Express. Mm -hmm. Favorite Christmas movie? I have one that's going to be, that would be contested and one that is just, that everybody will agree with. That's fine. Uh, okay. The uh, one that everyone would agree with is... Um, a Christmas Story with Ralphie, and I love that movie. I will watch it all the time, every year. Uh, and the other is probably Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> last year, um, last year, I, uh, uh, my aunt and uh, and her uh, and my cousin uh, came over to visit us, and they were watching. You know, we watched It's a Wonderful Life, watched A Christmas Story. And that was the two things that they had to watch. And so I went, uh, no, so Zach went, you know what we have to watch now? Die Hard. And they were like, <laughs> Die Hard? And he's like, yes, we're doing this now. And so, yeah, that's what we did. Yeah, I laughed. Uh, last year I was with my small family here in Kentucky and we were talking about Die Hard because we try to watch Die Hard every year together. And uh, mm -hmm. it's funny because my niece was like, you know, that guy was Carl Winslow on Family Matters. I said, yeah, yes. it sure was. 
And uh, he goes, I wonder what would happen if like Die Hard came out and they had just changed the name to the same name. And then that way, basically like Family Matters is the extension of Die Hard. <laughs> A shared universe. Exactly. I was like, you know what, kid? That blew my mind right there. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine a moment Urkel's getting into one of his many hijinks and Bruce Willis shows up? He's just like, hey, Carl, we got to go. Let's go at the mall again. And Steve's like, what are you talking about? Steve, stay here. We got to go. Yeah. And of yeah. course, what would happen, Steve, if somehow show up anyway? Yeah. Be, they capture Steve, and Steve would end up going into his little machine somehow. He'd come out like Bruce Lee, and then he fights the criminals while you know, uh, uh, the two kids, uh, the cop and Bruce Willis are doing that thing. Yeah. They come up and, and because, of course, Urkelmania, nothing was going to overrule Urkelmania, not even Bruce no. Willis. Especially no, that time. True. That's it. true. Bruce Willis would be like, yippee kai can I do that? No! No. No. You just interrupted. <laughs> cereal, Bruce. You got cereal? I got a doll, Bruce Willis. You got a doll? I don't think you got a doll, buddy. Just that, I'm Urkel. They love yeah, me here. Yeah. <laughs> you might want to just go and your wife be there. Come on, wear that too. Yeah. And so Bruce Willis uh, just walks down the steps, just dejected and everything. Yep. And doing this shit would happen. And then Reginald Van Johnson's like, it's okay. Yeah. We all know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Like ha it happens to me all the time. Yeah, yeah it happens to me all the time, man. So it, it started off as a nice family movie, and all of a sudden now I'm teleporting into places, and there are demonic <laughs> dolls and puppets attacking us, and they love that kid. <laughs> yeah, they, they love him a lot. <laughs> they did. Urkel had his own dance. Yeah, sadly. he had his own dance. Yep, that that kid was phenomenal. So. Jillo White, of course, uh, love him. Uh, he most recently, the last time I saw him was on the Big Show show. Uh, oh. he, was, he was a character on the Big Show show on Netflix. Uh, he plays Terry, who owns the gym that Big Show goes to, that Big Show measures to break stuff every time he goes in it. <laughs> it's a big guy. He can't control his strength. You know, he's humorous. Gotcha. He's a Big Show. Yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, people see Jaleel White. They don't think of Urkel because... <laughs> Even though that's his most famous role, I don't know. I don't know. I hope that Julia White could do something to where people forget he was Urkel. But you know, I don't know if that's ever going to happen for him. I don't think so. I mean, even though there are people who know him as uh, Sonic. Yeah, he wasn't uh, was Sonic for but, forever. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can't. That. I don't think he's going to get past that. No, I really don't. No, it's like Gary Coleman never got past being Arnold. Mm -hmm. You know, Emmanuel Lewis never got past being Webster. Nope. You know. I don't know, but I guess some actors would say at least you got something iconic. Yeah, true. True. You can't see Urkel and not smile. <laughs> you can't do it. All right, so Robin, uh, where can people find you if you want people to find you in the land of social medias? <laughs> I'm just on Facebook, that's it. Okay, all right, yeah. simple enough. Yeah. 
All right. Well, listen, thank you for coming on. I'm glad to be able to talk with you on this episode of Conversations about Dot Dot Dot. It's been an honor and a privilege. Thank you. This has been a lot of fun. It really is. We could have talked about, we could have gone into all sorts of things. Couple movies. Oh, gosh. Shaw Brothers. (laughs) Nope. I can't go down that road. road. That's a whole other show. (laughs) Be like, here, let me pull out my movies right quick. Water the Dragon. and then i got crouching crouching tiger and then i got yep uh, yep yeah that's an episode for a whole other time we'll have to come back around to that just literally okay this is the come another time episode (laughs) okay yeah we get to talk about michelle yo and super cop and and all that Mm. stuff oh my gosh when i was young i had a crush on whitney houston when okay. I was a teenage, early teenager, it was Whitney okay. Houston. Yeah. Michelle Yeoh, I saw her in a movie called Silverhawks. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you know what I'm talking about. This is what I said. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw her at Silverhawks for the first time. I was like 18 or 19, 17. I was with my dad. Mm-hmm. He was stationed on Fort Knox. And mm-hmm. he was like, you like martial arts movies, don't you? I was like, I do. <laughs> He yeah. goes, you know, Jay, he, he, he's like, you know, my wife won't let me watch him because she doesn't like him. Like, okay, you want to watch one? I was like, sure. Yeah. And I'm like, what are we watching? He's like, it's called Silverhawks. It's like superheroes, right? It's like, yeah. After just coming home from the PX buying comic books, it's like, yeah. Yeah. I like superheroes. It's like, okay. So we're like, I was like, who's that woman? It's like, I don't know, but she's she's fine, ain't she? I was like, yeah, yeah but. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, just just gorgeous, and of course, finding out about her and dance and all that stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. She wasn't even a trained martial artist. Nope, she wasn't. She was not. And it's the same thing. It's funny too because uh, I can't think of the, the girl's name who her first big movie was Crouching Tiger, and I think she was yeah. in one of the Rush Hour movies and stuff like that. Who played opposite of Michelle Yeoh? She had the same history. Yes. Like she was yeah. primarily a dancer, and they just started teaching her martial arts moves that movie uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I was like I never knew dance was that similar to martial arts where they could just be like well let's teach her this yeah I remember, I remember uh John Travolta uh when we were uh, when he was doing um uh face-off or something like that and they yeah. were asking him about uh fight scenes and he was like no it's a it's it's easier I think for me because I'm used to dancing so he said, for me, it's 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 not so hard. It's, it wasn't so hard to do it. Yeah. And I mean, I that. guess if you're looking at it as a dance and your dance partner is good enough and they can respond well, that yep. works. Yep. Um, I really think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Like I said, I would love to go, I would love to go down there. I'm just like, I don't want to keep her on here forever. And then her <laughs> husband's sitting there going, I went to go eat like an hour ago and now they're still in there talking. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah we will definitely get together for a just martial arts flick hoedown at some point we're just okay a ball on that one. Right. <laughs> we so, can do that so thank you so much robin for coming on and thank i greatly appreciate you me. being willing to come in and dispense some knowledge i think you dropped some awesome knowledge with that character concept and everything i think that really need and needed uh for anybody who is creating stories Mm. And um, I've talked to a lot of people who, who have said the same thing or 
sometimes we'll talk and they'll be like, I never really thought about it that way. So yeah, that's, that's vital. Yeah. Um, so, but above all else, uh, guys, you've just joined us for another conversation about dot, dot, dot. I really appreciate you. This is Robin Fuller. I'm Will. And do me a favor, guys, as always, especially during this season, we call the holiday season. Be blessed, be a blessing to somebody, guys. Take care.